اگود واخ میدینیش مست ایمی مراسی روس پس مردخای Some special guests tonight. Interesting, I just saw this email and I want to speak about Shanghai today. Shanghai. And uh, I don't know if everybody knows, but the yeshiva of Mir left Lita and made it, your grandfather was there, and made it to Shanghai. And how did they have money there? They survived for five, six years from 41 to 46. In a, in a foreign country, hundreds of Talmidim. So it's just interesting here. Regarding your story on giving away the Schar and Mitzvah, Rameelich Biderman says a story with Avram Kalmanovich. Avram Kalmanovich was in America. He sent money to China, and that's how they survived to Japan and China and the Chavetz Chaim. Here's a story with Avram Kalmanovich. There's a barber who stayed open on Shabbos, the Chavetz Chaim took a long Rav Kalmanovich to speak with the barber and try to convince him to close for Shabbos. The barber didn't listen, instead was Mivazah the Chavetz Chaim Rav Kalmanovich. A short time later, a man rushed into the Chavetz Chaim asking for a bracha for his wife, who is in childbirth and having complications. The Chavetz Chaim spoke with the man and told him that the Mishnah says that there are three reasons a woman dies in labor, and if she's lax in anyone until now, she should be makabal on strengthening herself and observing them. He then called Rav Kalmanovich and told him to be Michael the tailor who beat them up and then give away the schus to this woman so that she can have a refor shleima. And that's what Rabbi Avram did unquestionably. Later he asked the Chavetz Chaim two questions. First, Chavetz Chaim was also hurt. Why didn't the Chavetz Chaim give away his schus? Second, if this is such a great schus, why did he just give it away? He should have kept it for himself. Chavetz Chaim answered him with a smile. I'm an old man. And at this point in my life went through a lot. So getting screamed at by a tailor didn't affect me so much. You're a young guy, and when a young guy gets embarrassed like that, it takes a lot more koiches not to respond, and you didn't. So your schus is much greater than mine. That's Rabbi Avram Kalmanovich. Um, what else do we have here? Shmuel Landsman says, I feel very emotional. I don't know if we have any funny ones to that. I feel very emotional. Kozi Yashir. The only time I previously made a seam of Beitza was in 84. I never heard of Yashir, a meaningful people podcast. And the night he watched the Shir, there were only four Dapim left to Yuma. The night he watched the podcast. I took your advice and didn't wait until the start of Numa Sechta. I also followed your advice and kept up with the Dapim instead of catching up when I got two Dapim behind due to Tishubab. I would have dropped that otherwise. Instead of subsequently caught up, da 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 da. Enjoy your share. Da da da. A lot of gaiva. May Hashem grant you the strength to continue teaching the daffing in this shmack fashion. Whoever wants to read, it's very kedai to read this part of the gaiva. I'm going to leave it here for. What else do we have here? Reboisai. One last one. Yechiel Shrek. I think that's how you pronounce it. Shalom Rebellion, I give you tremendous shkoyach for your gewaltige kiddush Hashem with the Ibn Adaf. My shvagah is Simcha Beneficial Gross. And I see B'chush, how Yishir has changed their lives. I'm a Talmud of your Rav Avi Katch, spelled T-K-A-T-C-H. Where is he? Where's Shlafrak? Shlafrak, where is he? There's other people. T-Katch, not, not even close. Listen, I'm just trying to make you feel good, it's not even close. I was in 11th grade this year in the old South Bend Yeshiva. I really appreciate your charge because your shvogger mapped out nearly every Gemara in Masechus Kedushin with amazing charts. Rabbi Katz 
is not only the Rebbe who taught me how to learn Chumash Bim, but also really stoked the flame of Gishmak and learning. The, the Gishmak you bring to the Oilam is very gratifying. I'm so inspired because I remember coming with the Chevra and Purim to your house to collect for Yeshiva. I don't know what he's trying to say here. You can have a big inspiration in Musa making tired the foundation of his life, even if he isn't in clay Kodesh. Okay, very good. Shout out to Shua Aaron Prize. Is he still here or he took a flight out? Tomorrow. Having some issues. So today's year, sponsored by Shmuley Hecht. New ones or just the regular? F245. Shmuley Hecht, F245. In honor of the Dafiyami Committee and the Hatzalim members who push up as a toy with our dearest team, I can cheer. Elie Lishman, dear Chaver, Mordechai Shlomi, Pinchas, Tubi, Alavas, Shalom, and Avram, Moshe, Peretz, Neira, Yoy, Kopman. Mesephus, Rosh Hashanah, dedicated by Yossi and S.T. Elbaum and his children, Tila and Ruvain. Lulish was buried to Paribas Rebruvain and a Shidduch for the Lasarabas Esther Leia. All right, here we go. Today is Daf Chafalif, which means we're 20 Daf into Mesechtis Rosh Hashanah. And we are holding, we just finished the Gevaldik Sugya of Kiddush HaKhoidesh. And we're just going to finish it up. Oh, Natan Kushnud, Shlom Aleichem. So we are holding two, four, six, eight, like ten lines from the bottom. Omar Mar, Davchafam and Beis. Huh? I should check on them. How are your kids doing, Natan? Oh, they're here. Oh, they're doing great. Look at that. You guys want to come to the front? Huh? I see they want to. They want to. They want to. You know, other kid, my son is here. I don't want to say anything. He's Get hiding in the back. Get over here. Not going to let it. Okay. Omar Mar. Tzorech she'elaylo So we learned yesterday that there's something called a moilad. The moilad is when the moon is invisible. You can't see the moon. And the reason is because it's between earth and the sun. So when you're looking at the moon, you see the other side of the moon. The sun the sun is shining on the back side of the moon and you don't see that side. And you see the dark side. You can't see it. A little bit before that happens, that's called the old moon. And a little bit after that, it's called the new moon. So if somebody sees the old moon, you cannot declare a shchaydish that day because the old moon belongs to a different day. How do we know this? Minallah. Erev ad Erev. So it says like this in the Pasuk, when it's referring to When is Yom Kippur? On the 10th. It says in the Pasuk 9th, we discussed it many times. You're supposed to eat a lot on Erev Yom Kippur, etc. But the fast lasts from Erev Ad Erev. This teaches us for all of the Torah that we go by the night. Shabbos, Yantiv, Rosh Chodesh, Yom Kippur. From this passage, it's not from the day to the night, which Yom Kippur comes in, we started at night, and it ends in the following evening. <coughs> Therefore, if you see a little bit of the moon, and it's the old moon, and then you see another moon, it's since you saw it at night, you have to wait to the following night. ad echod Rishlagish has another pasuk. And this is a pasuk referring to Pesach. By the way, these are very 
These are very kosher socks. Who, who's taking the pictures of the socks? These are the famous ones. I don't know if I should do this. Okay. Whatever. I finally found them somewhere. Barisha and Barbo, why? I don't know. There's a guy sitting over here always takes, he's not here tonight, but he always takes the picture of the daily sock. I thought he's there, he wasn't. Okay. Barisha and Barbo, also, Yoim Lachoydesh. Is he able to? Gary's busy. Barisha and Barbo, also, Yoim Lachoydesh, Barev, Toichlu Matzos. So look at this possible. I did it in blue and red. There's two parts of the possible. The possible starts off Erev Pesach. You're supposed to eat matzah together with the carbon Pesach. But look what it says. You're supposed to eat matzah until the 21st of the month, which means the final day of Pesach. You're supposed to eat matzah. So if you were with us for Pesachim, you know, you're not to eat matzah on Pesach. You're only going to eat matzah the first day up until Chatzois, when you eat the carbon Pesach. So what is this talking about? is saying that it's, you don't have to. If you want to, you could eat, and that's it. So basically, the Pesach is splitting that night. There's, what's going on over there? Over there, what is that? Shalom I don't know what that is. Where is that? Manchester. 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 And that's the Stroll Gold thing. Uh, you can pick him out in a crowd. Be'ez Hashem, I'm coming to visit you guys. Blinader. yeah, bother. We should have some beef. You want to come with me? If anybody wants to come along, we'll do a whole, we'll bring, who wants to come? You'll be there. You don't know when I'm coming. All right, Be'ez Hashem. Can we learn some Torah though? Anyway, so the, the Pazik splits it in half. We have up until Chatzois, and then we have from Chatzois on. In other words, we're going to see in a second. What's the difference? What Pazik I learned from? I can learn it from this Pazik. I can learn it from this Pazik. Is there a difference? So the first Pazik in the Gemara is, There's no difference. Rabbi Yochim picked this one. Rishlagish picked this one. They're the same. There's a big difference. Since this Pazik right over here, Shows us that the night, in fact, starts from midnight, from chatzois, whatever that is. Not exactly, but chatzois. So, if you saw the, new, the old moon, let's say at 9 o'clock. Let's call chatzois stam to be, not, um, this is not accurate. Chatzois, let's call it 12 o'clock, just for whatever. So, let's say you saw the old moon at 9 o'clock. Then comes chatzois, it's a new night. So, you see it at 12.30, you see another moon. Now you can't really see a moon at 12.30. Because we learned yesterday that once you see the moon, once it's moilad, the six hours that you can't see it. But if a guy comes along and says, I saw the moon, I saw the old moon, and now you have chatzos, according to this pasuk, chatzos is a whole different day. So theoretically, I can make Rosh Chodesh the following day. You're just not going to be able to see it. It's impossible to see it. So then what, what good is it? How can you make a Rosh Chodesh? The answer is because we learned they could force Adam to lie. When Chachamim have a reason, there's a good reason, so you take these witnesses and you force them to say that they saw the moon, even though it's impossible to see it. But since it's going to happen tomorrow anyways, and just you can't see it, so we force them to testify that they saw the moon. So that is the difference between the two psukim. If I learn Erev, so the night starts in the beginning of the night. 
But the second pasuk of Pesach shows us the night starts at Chatzos. If you are in Chutzlarz, you're in Manchester, and you don't know when Rish Chodesh is, so what you do is you do two days of Yantif, but which days? You go forward one day. The Suffolk is always ahead. In other words, Lemeimra to tell us, the 15th of the month and the 16th of the month are Yom, on Yantif. Those are the two days. However, our base are loyavdina. We don't have a suffer going backwards. We have a suffer going forwards. Ask the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Elo is always 29 days, right? 99% of the time, even more than that, it's 29 days. But what happens is if of the month before Elo is also 29 days. So now Tishrei is one day. Or everything is one day earlier. So Rosh Hashanah, Sukkot is going to come out on the 14th. Why don't we have a subject that perhaps Sukkot, instead of it being on the 16th, maybe it's one day earlier on the 14th. Says the Gemara, Perhaps there are two months that both have 29 days to them. Says the Gemara, Top of Chaf Aleph, Omer Aleph, Trey Yarche Chaserei Kala Islahu. So, interesting. Both Tevis, down here, and Tamas are always 29 days. So to say that Tamas and then Av was also 29 days, and Shvat, Tevis, which is always 29, and Shvat is 29 days, which has an impact over here on Nisan, these two months, People are going to talk. The rumor is going to get out and it's going to go all the way to, to the far-fetched places of Babel and, and around the world. And therefore, we're not concerned about this. Says the Gemara, Levi ikla lebavel bechatzar betishrei. Levi went to Babel on the 11th day of Tishrei. Now, I, I probably said this story, but I got to say it again because it reminded me of the story. There was a guy who was, he fell on hard times. He needed to make some money. So he had a great idea. He went to a city, just Amaratim, a bunch of Amaratim. He said, you guys, you heard? Yom Kippur's coming up in a day. They said, Yom Kippur? What are we going to do? We don't have a chazan. Oh, it's your lucky day. I'm a chazan. I'm a chazan. So, okay, no, what do you charge? It's not cheap. So they made up a price. And they, made, they put up the signs, tomorrow everybody has to come to Shul. Come to Shul, he comes with his kittel. I didn't tell you the story? No? Comes to Shul, and he gets up there, and he's diving away, and then he hears like a little bit of a commotion, he turns around, he sees a guy with a beard, a whole thing, he's like, Oy vavoy, my cover is blown. So on the spot he decides, he goes into his Yom Kippur thing, and he goes like this. But Reboisai, after I'm done, you guys have to see if you can repeat it. You ready? Yeah. 
that's not going to work. You got to sing the real thing. Here, I'll... Where is it? I think I... I might have even printed it out. You ready? Anybody? Let's see, where's David Feinberg? He's not here today. All right. No, no, Nachman Seltzer will do one of these. Mm. All right. Fine. Why did I remember? Look at the story. Levi comes to the city. The Chatzib Tishrei is on the 11th day of Tishrei, a day after Yom Kippur. Omar, Bosim Tavshila de Bavloi. Whoa, smells mad. The food is so good here. Biyoy Mirabo, I am Kippur. You guys are crazy. It's Yom Kippur today. What are you guys cooking? The Marava. In the West, which is Eretz Yisrael, it's Yom Kippur today. So they couldn't believe it. Why? Because we know that Elul is always 29 days. So they took it for granted that Elul was 29 days and they made Yom Kippur 10 days later. But they had a problem. This is the one, one time in history or two times that we know of that in Eretz Yisrael they changed it. Elo was 30 days. So in fact, Yom Kippur was a day later. You didn't know what to do. So how did they arrive into the city in Yom Kippur? Kasha for mice, I don't know. Good Kasha. <laughs> he was there. He shows up. I don't know. What do you mean? He was, he was there the day before. What's the problem? He's hiding in the city. Tysus. Tysus. I am Tysus. What does I say? Could you could you testify that's in fact Yom Kippur today? As we're going to see soon, when it comes to Nisan and Tishrei, you can't just decide and tell people that it's Rish Chodesh. You have to hear it from Bezin. If you didn't hear it from Bezin, you can't tell anybody. You can't testify. So that's it. Can't tell anybody. So, this is a Matzi Shabbos chart. This is Tishrei, up here. This is Nisan down here. So now, What happens is, if you look, if this is Tishrei, you have a Shliach, you have... You send somebody on a, on a horse to go. Go, go to Chutzlars here. We're in Eretzisrael, we're in Yerushalayim, we decide, now it's Rishchadish. Now you take off. So imagine the, you're allowed to testify on Shabbos, on Tishrei, so you testify over here. The next day is Rosh Hashanah. So no horses, nothing. So then they go on the second day, third day, fourth. Then they have to take a break on Shabbos. Then he goes, Tess, he has to take a break on Yom Kippur. Finally, Yud, Yudav, Yudav is already Shabbos. So look how many days he lost out over here because it's Tishrei. He can't go over here and he can't go over here. At least two days. Whereas Nisan is free and clear. He only has to stop on Shabbos. So in other words, on Nisan, he gets a lot further. So let's say he could get over here. This is, I don't know, this is Iraq. You get to here. So the guy's over here in Iraq. Says the Gemara, over in Iraq, the guy, a Nisan, the guy could get there. But in Tishrei, he can't. So even though the Shliach came on a horse and he told him, I'll tell you exactly when Rish Chodesh was, and therefore there's no Savik for you. 
and you can make uh, Pesach exactly the day that it is in Eretz Yisrael, nevertheless, they have to be makbid and do two days. Why? Because if they'll only do one day, they'll come to make the same mistake. They'll say, oh, we could do one day over here also. That's the problem. And by the way, they, I think I saw Nechsam Soifer. They asked him, what's going to happen when Mashiach comes? And we have cell phones. And we do, we're going to do the Chaydish based on seeing the, the moon. Are we still going to do two days, Yantif and Chuslars? And he said, yes, we still have to do it. You still keep it. So, I don't know, I don't remember the reason. Uh, no, I think it's in commemoration of what we used to do in Gullus. That's what it is. No, it's after Mashiach. There's no kill kill. So it's there forever. Rabbi Yaibi bar Nagore, Rabbi Chia bar Abo. These are two Talmidim of Rabbi Yochanan. Iklu lahu asro da'ava matashluche nisan. Veloi matashluche disre. They came upon, they were in a place, let's say Iraq, that the Shlichim could get there in time to notify them about Nisan, but they don't have enough days to notify them about Tishrei. And over there, they did one day, not like Rabbi Yechonon said, to do two days. And they didn't make a macha. They were being nice to them. Rabbi Yechonon heard about this and he was upset. He told the Talmidim, don't you remember I told you this? Why don't you say something to them? You're not allowed to be nice. You have to tell them the halacha. Says the Gemara, Rava, have a ruggle, have a Yosef, Taneso, Trey, Yoime. Rava was always concerned that maybe one day, Elo will be 30 days, and he's sitting in Babel. They didn't have the WhatsApps, they didn't have anything, and the Shliach can't get there. And he's going to be eating on, on Yom Kippur. So every single Yom Kippur, he fasted two days. And that's why it brought me to think about Shanghai. Because over there, the famous concern of the date line. And they paskined that the Bacharim should not fast two days. Like the Mishabur, the Mechaber says, people should not be Machmer really. It's a Sakana. And the older Bacharim, I was on the phone today with Arilei Birnbel, who's a grandchild of the famous Roshiva in Mir in Brooklyn, Shmuel Birnbel. Tremendous Gadol, he was a tremendous masterman, whoever knew him knows. So Rabbi Birnbel was in Shanghai with them. Huh? In Kobe? He was there the whole thing. Right, the Suffolk is in Kobe. Yeah, Suffolk is in Japan. So, I asked him if he, if he had any good mice. The famous story that I, I said over, and he, he corroborated it, and he's, he's very familiar with all those mice. But one of the huge, couple of huge Nisim that we have to talk about, because Motsa Shabbos. First of all, the Russians, they built this railroad, the Trans-Siberian Railroad. And they worked many, many years on it, and thousands of people died building it. And basically, it serves one purpose. It took the Bacharim from Vilna, from whatever, they got on the train because they had to get to Holland. And they had to go through Russia, the whole thing, to get to Japan, to Holland. They never made it to Holland. But it turns out that they were able to use this train. And it was maybe the first time or one of the first times this train was ever in use. And then, in, then the, the Germans came and bombed the railroad and they never used it again. <coughs> it's a crazy, crazy Hashgacha practice. Then there's a guy there, he told me his name. I wrote it down somewhere. Hardun. 
This guy was a frayed, very wealthy guy who had some sort of dream. I have to build a shul in Shanghai. There's no Jews there, no. There's just some Jews, but not, not, there's no minion. He built a shul that held 200 and something people, the same amount of Bachram from the mirror. And they came there, they had no idea. They, they got there, they got the keys. They went in, they had a beautiful base measure for five years. Nobody knows why this guy decided to build it. He's not Islam, he's a Sephardi. So he built it like an unbelievable Sephardi shul, like beautiful, gorgeous shul. So that's basically, and the Chazanish held that Japan, even though they call it Shabbos, it's really Sunday. And there's a machlaikis between the, the G'daylum of the generation, but everybody realized that was when the Chazanish started becoming known. He was unknown for the first 50 years of his life. He was undercover, he wrote the Chazanish, and nobody knew who wrote the Chazanish. It was just, uh, there was no name inside. But then he, he proved that he knows his stuff and pretty much they, it was an accepted psaac that they should not fast two days. Okay, fine. So here he is. Oh, and here's another very interesting thing. That 50 bachram from the mirror, and this he told me tonight, I didn't know this. 50 bachram from the mirror received visas to go to Canada. They were on their way out and they decided not to take that ship out because they, they did a calculation that they'll be on, at sea during Yom Kippur and they had a problem with the dateline of Yom Kippur. They didn't want to put themselves in a Suffolk so they decided to take the next ship. What happened was there was never another ship. That was it. So they missed the ship, literally. They missed the boat and they were stuck in Shanghai for another five years because of that. Because of a decision of not to... Okay, anyways, it's a, it's a crazy story. Tremendous. But I'm thinking about it here because of Rava. Rava used to fast two days. Hmm? The opposite. Oh, you mean they didn't want to get in? Yeah. Forty-eight hours to fast is not a joke. It's sakana. And Reb Chaskel, Reb seen the Mashgiach there, was very, very upset at the Bachram that the older guys that decided to fast, he was extremely upset at them. He held it was wrong, so they didn't want to get into that. Reb Chaskel didn't let them fast. So why should they? They weren't going to fast on the ship. All right. Zogdin Gemara. He used to fast every year two days, just in case El would be 30 days, not the typical 29. And therefore, Yom Kippur would be pushed off by a day. Here's another time where, in fact, I, I, I think they say that it only happened two times since the time of Ezra, that El was, was 30 days. This might be the second time. It, so he was right for, for doing it. In, I don't know if he's right or not right, but... It worked out well for him. He's able to say to Reha, you see? Yom Kippur was, you guys, you ate on Yom Kippur. Rav Nachman Yosef Taneso, Kulei. Oh, by the way, the Nehemiah has a very interesting kasha. He says, okay, let's say you're in Japan, like these guys. You're in Kobe, Mir. And they're not fasting two days, because the Mashgir said you're not allowed to fast two days. So don't do Malacha, though, the second day. You should be makma not to do Malacha. So I'm not talking about Kobe. But how come people in Chutzlarts, if you're not going to fast two days in Chutzlarts, at least, you should not do melacha. So he says, because it's such a, it's not shchiach that Elul is 30 days. It's such a miyot shebemiyot shebemiyot that we don't even have to be makbid on melacha. Something like that. All right. Story happened. The Rav Nachman fasted him kippur. Lurta is about to break his fast. In Israel, you should know it's starting right now. 
Don't even break your fast. Omelei, mehechat, where are you from? Omelei, mida Maria. I'm from this place called Maria. Omelei, that name that you just told me that you're from is actually a Rosh Tevis. Dom tehei achri yisoy. By me fasting now two days, it could kill me. Koryalei, and he said to the guy, Kalim you showed up now, you, sh- you could have showed up a few minutes later after I broke my fast and had a little food in me, and now you just ruined it for me. I have to fast two days. You're a roidav, because of you I'm going to die. Shalach but he did. Now he had no choice. It was, it's Yom Kippur. It's unbelievable how they lived then. They didn't know what day it was. They didn't know, I mean, think about planning vacations and all that. You don't know when Pesach is going to happen. It could be here, it could be there. <laughs> <laughs> Flights. Shalach Ravuna by Rav and Lerava. Kat Chazis, what? Yeah. I, I would fit right in there. I only make my tickets like the day before Pesach. Anyway. Kat Chazis and Moshchot Tkubas Teves at Shitzar Benison. Don't worry. Don't get scared about the Tkufas here. We're not going to go into Tkufas at all. But there are four seasons. And they, and they, they correspond to the seasons that the sun creates, not the moon. So you have fall, spring, the whole thing. So Nisan, Thomas, Tishri, Tevis. So we're talking about Tevis going into Nisan. We're talking about Pesach now. Says the Gemara, If this Tevis goes into spring, goes into Nisan, a little bit, but not into Nisan, into the month of Nisan, not the, not the Tkufa Nisan, the month Nisan. So this Fall, What's, what, what comes right before spring? Winter. Okay, winter. Tavis is winter, yeah. Winter. <laughs> well, I'm from the edge of there's no winter here. Tavis is winter. If, ta- if the winter tkufa goes a little bit too long into Nisan, 16 days into Nisan, so what you do is you have to add another month to the year. If you see that this is going to happen, you're not in Nisan yet. You're still another, add another month of other. Why? Because Nisan, the month of Nisan, is spring. As it says in the Pasuk of it, we're going to see in a second. So you have to be in the beginning of the month of Nisan. The Tkufa of Nisan has to coincide with the beginning of the month of Nisan. First 14 days of Nisan. Now, if you know that it's going to hit the 15th day of Nisan, you don't add a month. Why? Because you could always add a day. You could add one more day to a month. The only time you add a full month is if you know that it goes to the 16th. And don't be worried that perhaps it's a das yachid, that's not halacha. No, we pass it like this. That what? It says in the Pasuk, should be careful with the chaydesh ha'aviv. So we darshan it, the word chaydesh, instead of month, we darshan it chidosh. Aviv, the spring. Shamar aviv. We're mixing two things up here. We're mixing the Tkufa of Nisan, the season, the spring season, together with the month, the solar and the lunar in one Pasuk. The Tkufa is solar. The month of Nisan goes based on the, on the moon. So it's lunar. So the Pasuk is saying, The Chidush, the first 14 days after the Moilad. Again, what's the Moilad? You guys heard the Moilad today? Interesting, because Rish Chodesh is on Friday and the Moilad is on Friday, right? The Moilad is when you don't see the moon at all. 14 days later, 
That's when the spring season, Nisan, has to coincide with. And if not, you have a problem. Because we're talking about spring when the wheat is completely ripened. That's when Tkufa, Nisan, that's when the Tkufa has to be. So therefore you have to add another month. These, these guys that work on the, on the ships, they're at sea. You're never going to hear. No messenger could get to you. How is somebody going to tell you when Rish Chodesh is? So what do you do? When you see the moon going down, setting, together with the sun, that's, that's your sign that you have to do beer chametz. Get rid of your chametz. Amos Mashlim, Ask the Gemara, when does the moon go down exactly with the sun? Bechamesar on the 15th. And when do you do beer chametz? When do you stop eating? On the 14th. So it doesn't work out well. Because one day before the 15th, the moon is going to be slightly after the sun. When it goes together with the sun, that's on the 15th. So you missed it by a day. Says the when you're at sea, you have everything is so clear that you see it a little earlier than, than the people on land. We see it on the 15th, they could actually see it on the 14th. We just turn to Chafalfon Bay, sponsored by the MD White Hillen Group. For all those who need to do Shuas, please join us at thehillen.com. Sponsored anonymously. He's in the room now. Anonymous. Schos for Sha'ala Tamar Chayo, Batsoro, Taver for Shlemo, Bekorov. Bracha, Simcha, Richas, Yomim, and Nachas from all the children and grandchildren and his two sons that are here with us today in this room, but they're Be'ilum shame. They should be Matzliach and they should adjust well to Eretz Yisrael. Says the Elegy Mishnah. The official Mishnah, sponsored by Fischl. Wow. Fuhr Shleima for Braino Bas Yenta Dvaira. Says the Mishnah, Ashnei Chodashim, we're familiar with this Mishnah because we had this before. There are two months that the witnesses could come on Shabbos. And Rashi over there said, and I said then that a guy gets in his car, but I saw that's a need to I hope Rashi doesn't hold like those Rishonim, otherwise it would be completely wrong, because Tchum is more of a Rabbanon. But there are Rishonim that say, even in their rice. Al Nisan al Tishrei. Nisan and Tishrei, these are the months of all the Yom Tovim. Because Nisan, even though it only has Pesach, but Shuas comes 50 days after Pesach, so they're connected. And then Tishrei is Sukkot. That's where the Shlichim go out to Syria. Now, it's not just Syria, it's the whole world. And these are the months that we have all the Yomim Taivim. But when the Beis existed, on every month, the witnesses would come. Now, think about it. If you're in the time of Yisamikdash, all of a sudden you see all these cars with from guys, the bears, the whole thing, driving down, down the road, everybody, because everybody sees the moon, everybody should go to the Yisamikdash and testify. What if this guy is off, this guy is off, they'll start, so everybody goes, Mechal Shabbos. It's only two months, here's, we discussed this, we had the Mishnah, that six months, the shlu- now, don't confuse the two things, there's witnesses and the shlichim, the two different things. The witnesses are the ones that see the moon and they are Mechal Shabbos. 
The, the shlichim, they're the guys that jump on a horse and go out all the way to Bavel. And I feel bad for them because they're not with their family for Yontav. And they have to, they can't, they keep on going until Yontav. They just go and go and go until Yontav comes along and then they stop. So it says six months, shluchim go out. If they know, they see the moon, that's it. So they could go. But on Nisan and Tishrei, they can't just go. They have to hear from the Bezin. That's what we, had, we said earlier. You have to hear it. That's why who was there? Nachman was there. And they said, he said, oh, by the way, uh, I'm really acid. Who was that? Levi. Levi Lubavol. And he said, testify that in Eretz Yisrael. He said, I can't testify. It's Nisan. It's, it's Tishrei. I can't testify. I didn't hear it from Bezin itself. All the months you can just leave right away. You have to hear it directly from the Bezin. How do you know? Uh, oh, interesting Rashi here. I'll just say it because uh, Rashi has a beautiful Lushan at the end. I want to show you guys this Lushan. It's long Rashi. Rashi has a question here. Why are you Michal Shabbos? You Michal Shabbos so that the Shliach could go and run to, to Chutzlart. Well, the Shliach himself can't be Michal Shabbos. So, how could you be Michal Shabbos and tell Bezdin that you saw the moon so that the Shliach could go? It doesn't make sense. Could the Shliach be Michal Shabbos to get to Bavel? No. So how could you be Michal Shabbos to tell Bezin that there's a moon so that he could get a, a quick start on it? That's Rashi's kasha. Rashi says, okay, that's not the real reason. The real reason is, I should take Rashi There's a chiyuv to go to Bezin and declare that there's a yant. There's the, and that, that applies to all things. But Rashi says, I just want to say, Rashi says a beautiful lashon. Says Rashi. At the end of this big long Rashi, Rashi he says sometimes the Gemara throws in something that's not accurate to make it a beautiful, that it should look good. To make it beautiful, even though it's not 100% accurate, says Rashi, because we have another shot, but it looks good. Just throwing it out there. Do whatever you want with that Rashi. Turn around, button. Huh? Stay off with the base and what they saw, and they could forget between Shabbos and the next day. But you knew what the message was, so they could wait for that. You have another answer. Good. It's in there. You read Rashi, it's a long one. I, whatever. <laughs> You have to announce these moyada. I think that just like the Edim who see the moon, they could be Mechal Shabbos, so to the Shlichim could also be Mechal Shabbos, so that people in Chutzlars don't have these problems that we had in the Sugya, they're eating Ayim Kippur and having Pesach in the wrong day. Maybe they should also be Mechal Shabbos. Tamalaymar, Ashatikru Oisam. You're permitted to be Mechalal Shabbos so that you can name it Rish Chodesh. You don't have the right to be Mechalal Shabbos so that they could observe the right day. 
So we learned in the Mishnah there will be Michal Shabbos every single Rish uh, Chodesh. Uh, Why? Because on Rish Chodesh is a carbon, carbon musaf, and we want to get it right. Tarabanan, what's your name, Tzadik? Yeah. From where? Yaakov from Australia lives in the Gush. Givaldik. Who else do we have as brand new? Raise your hand before I embarrass you. Yeah, okay, I'm not gonna. Who else? What? Oh, you. What's your name? David Martin. From where? Batayin. And you're also new. That's you're together. What's your name? Moshe Rosenbaum. From people live in Batayin. <laughs> Two people at least. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Well, you guys are really from the States. Where? Puerto Rico. You're from Puerto Rico. You got to write in. Pretend that you still live there. We need some guys from Puerto Rico. Where are you from? New York City. Same thing, you know? <laughs> so in the beginning, they used to, they used to be Michal Shabbos for every single Rish Chodesh. It's the famous joke, you know, that he used to go over Jackie Macy's, visits Puerto Rico to visit his hubcaps. No? <laughs> you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. You don't even know Jackie Mason. But today, once there's no need so they made, they instituted the only Michalal Shabbos for Nisan and Tishrei, because those are important for the Yom Tov. The official Mishnah, sponsored by official, Rufur Shlema, for somebody else. Avram Yosef ben Chano. Says the Mishnah. If you're new to this, so official paid $18,000, so that we say the official Mishnah, and he pays $100 per Mishnah. Today was an expensive day for him. So I haven't said this in a while, so you're wondering what's going on at the official Mishnah. 18,000 plus 100. But if anybody wants to jump in and sponsor a mission, I'll be very happy to give it to you. Natan, I think you should jump in and do like one or two. Stop, like to mix it up. It's like so boring. I don't even know the name. I have to ask Akiva. Where's Akiva tonight? Is he here? Okay. Doesn't come. What? Really? Runs? Unbelievable. Says the Mishnah. If the moon is so clear that everybody in the world sees it, then what business do you have to be Michal Shabbos and run to the Beis Hamikdash? You crazy? Every, of course, you should see it. We don't need you from Bethshemesh to start driving to Yerushalayim to tell people about the moon. No, go. I want you to go. And we're going to see later on. There's a whole suda. They treat him really nicely. And of course, if it's hard to detect the moon, then certainly you should go and tell the Bezin that you saw the moon, and they should make a Rish Chaydash. Mechalam on Shabbos. Rabbi Yossi, Ba'alil, Shabbos. Says, it doesn't make sense. What's the point of being Mechalam Shabbos? Maizah Sha'obru, Yosem Maribayim Zog. There were 80 people, 40 sets of witnesses. Ve'ikvam Rabbi Akiva Beloyed. Rabbi Akiva says, what are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> if so many people are getting their cars, they're jumping on their donkeys to go to, the, obviously everybody's saying, there's no need for you guys to go. Go back home. Sholach Le'erim Gamliel, the famous Rim Gamliel, because we had in uh, Avid Zara, I believe, 
that Rabbi Gamliel had those depictions of the moon. He was big into this. He was the Nasi. He says, what are you doing? Shalom Rabbi Gamliel. Ima'akim what? Rishonah? Oh, the Mishnah here. Okay, we're going to get there. Shkoyach. Thank you. This busha that I just had should be l'schos, my, my boys. Shalom Rabbi Gamliel. Ima'akim at the Sarahim. What are you doing? Don't stop people from coming. Today, you're right, it's, it's nice and clear, the sky. But tomorrow, you're not going to have that situation. They're going to feel bad. They're not going to jump into the car. And then we want everybody to come. How do you know that the word alil means to, that it's nice and clear? Hashem sayings are pure. Kesef tsaruf ba'alilaret. The it's like purified silver. It's clear to the world. Ba'alilaret mizukok shivosayim. It's it's purified seven times seven. Seven times seven is forty nine. How do I know that's forty nine? Because I looked in the art scroll. Rav Shmuel Chadom and I didn't, but I whatever. It's one of the things I know. Rav Shmuel Chadom Chamishim Shari Bino Nivruboylam. So there's 50 levels, 50 gates of chachma, of understanding. And Moshe received 49 out of the 50. He's a little less. He got a little less. Says the Gemara, Shlom HaMelech was looking for divrei chavetz. What does that mean? Says the Gemara, Bikish Kohelas, Shlema Melech wanted to be Leo's Kamaisha. He wanted to be as, as smart as him. 49 out of 50 is not bad. Yotza Baskov Amrloi, the Chosav Yosha Divri MS, Veloi Kamnovi Oid B Yisrael Kamaisha. No, nobody could be as great as Moshe Rabbein. Vachad Omar, Benavim Loi Kam, Bamalachim Kam. If you look at this Pasuk over here, the famous Pasuk, Vayechka Mikol Adam. This is Adam. This is referring to Shlema Melech. He was the smartest. Mitzat Sheini, it says, V'loi kam navi yavi Yisrael k'mayshe. So what do you do? Elamani mikayim, b'kish k'ayaz limtzi divir chayvetz. So, no. Shloim HaMelech was just as smart as Moshe Rabbeinu. Why? Because V'loi kam navi is a navi. Shloim HaMelech wasn't a navi. He was a king. So you can have a king as smart as a navi. Smart as Moshe Rabbeinu. So, but why does it say... What was he looking for? If he was as smart as Moshe Rabbeinu, what was he missing? You know, he had that lion. If somebody started lying, the, the lion would start roaring. He, but besides that, Shleim HaMelech was so smart. He, was, he, he understood the languages of birds, different things. He understood if there's people that could read, do, uh, what is it called today? Um, that's, uh, you know, when people make motions, they do different body language. Thank you, body language. Big Momkin body language. They, they go like this. There's a whole, there's a big Torah. They close the people that wink this way, that way. You can tell right away that they're lying, right? The FBI uses it all the time. Uh, but they put their heads like this. They close there. There's all sorts of signs. You think Shlomo Melch didn't know? Of course Shlomo Melch knew it. So he wanted to take people that came to him to be judged. He'd look at them, take a good look, and he'd see by their body language, by the whole thing, oh, this guy's Chai, this guy's Zakai. Then you have the lion roaring in the background. You have all these things going on. He knew what was going on. So the Torah tells him, no. And it's interesting. They prove from here. I saw the Achreinim discuss. What about a lie detector? 
put a guy in. The machine says he's a liar. 99% accurate. Whatever you want to, whatever the accuracy is. Okay, not. Uh, Avi says not. Let's say there is a machine that's 99%, 100% accurate. I can read the, the wavelengths in your brain. They'll come up with an MRI that can do it. Are you allowed to use it? No. Tyrus says, the of MS You cannot use a machine. You cannot use your chachma. You can be the smartest guy in the world. You're a lot smarter than those two Adam. Okay. But it says, it's not, I cannot give a guy capital punishment. They're not admissible, right, because they're not that accurate, obviously. But if they were, they would be. Not because of this possible. The pasuk says, let's just finish these two lines so we can start tomorrow fresh from the Mishnah. There was 40 sets of Edim, and Rebbe said, don't go to Yerushalayim. The story is not accurate. It's not Rebbe Kiva who said, because he would never do something like that. Ella, Shazpar Roisha shall gather from somebody else that told him not to go up to Yerushalayim. Vishalach, Rengam Liel, Veridum, Igdulasai, and Rengam Liel got rid of him because he shouldn't have done it, but it wasn't Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Sai, have a wonderful week. This is the last time that we're doing it at 9 30 until we change the clocks again. And if anybody, uh, like Lauren Spiegelman said, if anybody wants to learn an extra hour, because we have extra time tonight, do it. Lili Nishmas. Moses, Moses, what? Moses.